just, just say your names briefly, uh, and I'll edit it in. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm Jay. Uh, and I'm Jim, and this is the this is the topic. I'll I'll edit this part too. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the name of it. Topic this is Lords. Topic Lords. Thank you. Since we are on a timeline here, let's uh, let's just get started. And uh, what's the the first topic here? Let's let's. I, I was going to do it at random, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get my D twenty before it was time to to make the call. So. Um, I'll just eyeball it. Jay, tell us about the ukulele and how it's not very versatile. <laughs> okay. So about hmm, 12 years ago, so that would be 2007-ish, I um, was really into music. And, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I was fresh out of high school. I was in this phase of digging deep and stuff and learning about all these new subgenres of music and stuff. And I wanted to do it myself. Um, and so my sister had a guitar laying around. I tried that a little bit, found it too, found it a little challenging. And then on the internet, people suggested, how about a ukulele? Four strings, not hard to push them down. Yeah, you've got <laughs> one string per finger. That's a real plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really easy. Um, it also but, works for bass. Yeah, but ukulele... Like I play it upside down um, because I bought a right handed one and I, I didn't want to drive out to Guitar Center, which was like an hour from where I was. So I just learned it upside down, which I think is even <laughs> easier than really? the other way. Yeah, I, I didn't know, but um, I cursed myself uh, because it can do one thing. And that is play Hawaiian sounding music. <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah, it can do one thing. And it's the. World 2 music from Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> okay, two things. You got Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is Hawaiian okay, music right. now. Uh, yep, it's true. Uh, as of 10 years ago when a guy uploaded a, a YouTube video of him playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow on a yeah. ukulele. Uh, which is good. It's good. Yeah. That's a good cover. That's very good, yeah. But, um, but anyway... Also, I, it helped, that, it helped the, that song's reputation that he died. Oh... <laughs> Huh. I I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't no. know that. Uh, Me either. Sad. But uh, I was part of the reason I learned it is because I wanted to do music at church. And I went to a very at the time, a very like, I don't know, contemporary American non-denominational church. Uh, and they have uh, basically it sounds like that one Oasis song is all their <laughs> worship music is what it mm -hmm. sounds like. And so it's pretty easy, like four or five chord songs. And I wanted to uh, play there like in my youth group or on the uh, in the main service. And so um, I got some guitar pedals and hooked my ukulele up to it <laughs> and did my best to make it sound like not a, you ukulele. a ukulele. You had an electric ukulele? Yeah, I mean, it's acoustic, but it has a little pickup, you know, so it's... Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, when people, when you hear electric guitar, I, I think magnetic pickups, you know, like a, a right. real... But, but yeah, it's electric, you could say. But um, so I put all kinds of delay and a little overdrive uh -huh. and... Some and wah Because even at the time I was, uh, you know, I was like, God, I hate this. <laughs> and back then oh, the poor thing um, and and i was back then the the hipster thing you know i don't know what it is now but it was like in 2007 2008 
you looked like a lumberjack and you had a flannel shirt. I don't know if that mm. persists. It, who knows? Everyone has an idea about that. But uh, but that was the thing. And ukuleles were a big part of it. So I was very ashamed of up there. Uh, oh, is this like you've got a you're a huge man with a tiny instrument? Is that the idea? <laughs> I was I'm a tiny man with a tiny instrument. But. Okay, well. So it just looked normal for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a normal guitar. Well, you got a U-sized guitar. Anyway, um <laughs> but you know, just ever since then, my favorite thing musically to do is to record stuff on the computer and like yeah, yeah I have a lot of albums uh, you know, and and just of crazy stuff that I just, you know, like to make by myself. And yeah, same. Yeah. Like mo- most of my history as a music maker has been letting the computer do the hard part, which is the actual performance. Yes. Like I was just I've never I never actually put in the time until I played rock band and learned how to play drums. I never put in the time to uh, to actually learn to play an instrument. And I feel like that. um like music, if you like, I've always approached music. Music is a very like for its own sake pursuit, but music is not historically that music is like a way to hang out and meet people like, like, and, and grow to close and grow closer to people. Mm. Um, and historically, like in, in the ancestral, in, in like the plains of East Africa, music was a way to grow closer to your tribe and you would play together. And nowadays that same sort of thing happens at concerts, but I don't like concerts either. So like, you know, I, I can't say I'm sad about my relationship with music. I really enjoy it, but I'm definitely doing it wrong. Oh, me too, man. Like everything yeah. wrong. Well, I mean, <laughs> I tuned, I just four days ago tuned an electric guitar to the ukulele tuning and also upside down so that I can right. actually. You, right, you tweeted about this. This is, uh, yeah. it sounds like a, an amazing story. Yeah, well, I mean, it just lets me record electric guitar sounds now while still just not learning, learning guitar. So. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. And, and you're, you're only losing some of the range. Like, so the ukulele, if I remember right, has a um, the tuning, is, the intervals are the same as the top four strings of a guitar. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So you can just, yeah, you could, I guess for you, it would be the bottom four. Um and you could just uh, you can just solo to your heart's content on those. All the high notes are are available to you in the low right. notes. This you sounds like just... a major life hack. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a major. For everybody life who hack. only learned to play ukulele. Yeah. Well, I've been dreaming of doing this for about two years, but everyone has. When I've I've asked about this a few times, and people have like <laughs> are like, "No, you're gonna break your guitar," because I guess I have a certain kind of guitar. But um, well, it's not broken. It's if I've learned you, anything in life, it's that if you want to do something, don't ask anybody. On the internet, especially, I guess. Yeah, just do the thing and then find out later why it was a terrible idea. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I don't know. Maybe if if your heart isn't in Hawaii or that <laughs> one somewhere over the rainbow cover, then just learn a guitar, I would is my advice if you're wanting to get to do a string strummy instrument yeah, yeah that, that seems like a that seems like good advice to me too like a guitar is super vers- versatile um it sounds good played solo 
Like a lot of instruments can't say that you can, you can, you can just play guitar by yourself uh, and sound like it's a, an actual song. Um, right. It's portable. I mean, you go at least portable. So it's super portable. No, yeah, it wins on that one. But yeah, no, I was I was thinking about the piano ukulele. Sorry, (laughs) I see. What is that uh, a real thing or what's a piano ukulele now? I'm just I'm I'm making words. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Okay, um, that I mean, it's portable, but no one can hear it. Um, if you're in any kind of group of maybe over twenty people. It doesn't project oh, sure. well. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you you mean guitar or ukulele? Oh, ukulele. I mean, guitar, you can kind of yeah. strum it pretty hard and get get a louder sound. But ukulele, maybe if yeah. you have a bigger one. But I've taken it to quite a few of those these churchy events back in the day where a bunch of youth group kids are hanging out outside yeah. somewhere and no no one could hear it. So, Well, the, this is a problem with many different instrument combinations, you, including ones that you hear it together a lot in is like, if you want to play piano and drums, like with a friend, the piano is going to be way over <laughs> overshadowed by the drums. Just the volume, the volume difference is so huge. Uh, and that was why they invented the electric guitar was to, so you, so you could hear both the guitar and the drums in the same mix, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is like a this is a, an ongoing problem with with many different instruments like the, the 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 volumes just don't match in a lot of cases. Like the way they solved this for symphonies was they just give you here here's like 12 violins. Can you hear it now? <laughs> right. How about now? We've added right. a 13th violin. <laughs> nice. I think the ideal trio for volume would be you've got an electric guitar, you've got a drum set and you've got uh, somebody playing one of those big villainous pipe organs. <laughs> oh, perfect! Yeah, very Prague, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Prague or Prague? The the city or the music genre? <laughs> yeah, right. Probably Prague, both, Prague. but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, Jim, you got my brain going about this permanence and music thing, where oh, yeah. where before it was like now you can just li- listen to a recording and through all of history until like, I don't know, a hundred plus years ago, you just had to go somewhere where music was happening Mm -hmm. or do it. And then you might not remember it. Oh man. And then they invented the player piano. Yeah. I I think this is, this is something we should revisit in another, in the future uh, topic Lords, because (laughs) I've got a bunch of thoughts that I can't quite put into words right now. And so I don't want to waste the time we have like thinking about it. Um, so let's uh, let's discuss. Uh, tell us about Jenny. Tell us about stripper karaoke. Okay, stripper karaoke was incredible. Um, I went to. Oh, this is this is you attended this. I attended this. this I you didn't t- just read an article about it on BuzzFeed. <laughs> no, this was. Uh, I went to Portland recently. Which is the first time I went to Portland, I felt like, wow, I have not been lied about, lied to about the city of Portland and oh, what it is by, like. By Portlandia. Yeah, by Portlandia <laughs> or any any kind of pop culture thing. It's like, wow, no, it really is exactly like everybody says it is. And apparently one of the things that Portland has going for it is uh, strip, club, strip club culture is more normalized. 
Oh. So it's like just an activity, like you might go to dinner or go to a movie or something, and then, okay, what are we doing for the rest of the night? Oh, we're going to the strip club. And there are some really good, I think, Cirque du Soleil, like off-season performers <laughs> all hang out in Portland for some reason. <laughs> So there was this one bar that we went to that I was going to look up the name of and completely did not do that. So here's your homework, Topic Lords listeners. But they do every, I think, Sunday night, they do stripper karaoke, which is people go up to sing as though it were normal karaoke. And there's also a stripper stripping to their song. And uh, if they have costumes in the back that fit the theme of the song that the person is singing, they will go put them on and then <laughs> dance. So one of the first things that I saw at this strip club was a group of four women who all had animal masks on stripping to uh, somebody who was singing Nine Inch Nails Closer. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Absolute and, recommend. And that wasn't just like a scene from a Stanley Kubrick movie. <laughs> it really felt like it. Uh, and it, another interesting thing just culturally was like there was a very obvious gender breakdown of the types of songs that were sung at stripper karaoke uh-huh like the all of the men were singing songs about this is my sexy lady who i am completely socially dominant over uh-huh. and she loves to do the sex at me all the time but i could walk away and then the women were all singing like uh that don't impress me much <laughs> oh sure yeah. yeah so i guess that's not would, would, so I, I don't do karaoke either, either another example of a way that i issue any sort of social music thing um would you say that there is not there are not clearly delineated gender gender bound boundaries with uh, regular karaoke there absolutely are in my experience of karaoke but you also get like there's a kind of a wider range of expression like you get people right. who just want you, to try to sing eye of the tiger <laughs> because they're, sure that one's easy yeah oh man i the first song when i was i was talking about learning to play drums for rock band the, like one of the first songs that i felt like i was like i could really drum in a real band was eye of the tiger mm-hmm. oh, it's so simple and straight ahead so if there was there was if there was drum karaoke yeah, in my yeah. experience, it's mostly people f- looking for one song that they might hopefully know enough of to like sing it adequately, <laughs> or at least that's yeah. my experience when I'm looking through those books or the little weird TV <laughs> thing. But yeah. uh, I, when I read your topic in the list, I assumed that it was like a game that friends play and not oh, yeah. and not. Um, <laughs> And like sing at a karaoke. Yeah, I. Yeah. How do you determine er. when it's time to take clothes off? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Is there a gong that someone hits? <laughs> there's like a hook in vaudeville. <laughs> yeah. You have to do Except it with like hooking the clothes off. <laughs> you have to do it with like a PS2 game or something where it tells you when you're when you've done bad and then. Oh, when you're oh yeah. Bad. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing. Like, especially on the higher difficulty levels, the uh, karaoke revolution, I played a bunch of karaoke revolution and I played a bunch of rock band vocals. And the problem with 
trying to do well in those games is that it does not sound good. Like <laughs> right. the result is not good singing. Yeah. Um, because what, what you want to do is you want to make, they only measure you on whether you are at the right note at the right time. And so you have to like, if you, if you want to maximize, like, yes, I'm definitely at the right note at this time, you actually have to start singing before the note starts. Uh, so, you, so like, you just kind of make a voiceless vowel sound at that tone, uh, for like a half a second before right. the actual word <laughs> begins. It's just very effective in terms of maximizing your score. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if you look at like the pitches of people's voices, like, especially if you take an acapella track or like a, a isolated vocal track rather from a song it's definitely not the consistent like the note it's supposed to be most of the time oh yeah so that's it yeah yeah not even counting vibrato like right yeah and when yeah, there's really, a yeah. well, go on. oh when there's that little rock band line on the screen and you start and you're like oh okay I am slightly off well the thing to do now is to adjust it so you're putting arpeggios everywhere right <laughs> which is not what you would do if you were just trying to get it to sound good it's like right. you're tuning a guitar and trying to turn <laughs> yeah. the peg but the peg is your vocal cord yeah did you guys play um, barber pole position. Which is a mini game. There's a mini game inside of Frog Fractions Fractions 2. And it was also a jam game that I made a few years before that. Um, Yeah. I I tested that for you at 3 a.m. while my partner was sleeping in the other room. Right. Well, (laughs) for the optimal uh, experience, you should have woken him up and had him join you. (laughs) So, uh, for the benefit of Jay and the audience, uh, this is a game where. Uh, it's a it's four players. You have four rock band microphones, um, and the game presents you with um, there. There's just an indicator to say like whether the note you're singing is hot should be higher or lower, um, and everybody's given a different note at random, and then and they keep changing. And so what it sounds like is four different people all making noises like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the entire point of the jam game and the entire point of like was was that, that having that experience of four people in a room making this horrible noise together. Uh, have you seen the movie Adaptation? I have, I have but not. I don't remember what you're talking about. There is a scene where Meryl Streep's character gets very stoned and calls up her love interest um, and and asks him to make a dial tone with her. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. It's been probably 60 actual seconds. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful uh, shared experience. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good moment. What's the interval? Do you know? Oh, I don't. I'll put. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll put it in the yeah, show notes. Put it in the show notes. All right. Um. So, my topic for today. We're probably going to do more than one per person. Okay. Uh, my topic for this second is. I've I've talked in the past about how spaghetti is the worst pasta shape. Yes. Agree. Because hard like, agree. Because it's just so awkward to eat. Mm-hmm. It's like either you have to spend a bunch of time winding it onto the fork mm-hmm. or um, slurping it and then you get sauce everywhere and like on your shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a, I forget how I got myself into the spaghetti situation. <laughs> and I was just like, 
I had this plate in front of me and I was just like kind of it, not not in a like a not, not intended to be like in a my life is terrible way, but like kind of just riffing on it, <laughs> complaining to my wife about 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 how spaghetti is terrible. And she was like, you could just cut it. Um, and it was this this like like an atom bomb went off in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like and I, I did this. I, I took a knife uh-huh. and I just ran it across the plate like a, like four or five times in one direction and the four or five times in the other direction. Uh-huh. And then all the noodles were short. Did that, that was like, and then it's totally edible. So did that, because I was thinking about when I read your topic, does that, did, did that actually facilitate getting them on your fork? Because- I mean, it, it, it was still awkward-ish, but it was definitely like, you could kind of stab at the pile and, come, and the fork would have spaghetti on it. You could and- scoop the pile a little and... Lift yeah, it. a spoon might have yeah. a, a spoon might have been better. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it helped. It helped it. It helped me eat the spaghetti. I think spaghetti and, is just probably fun and challenging. Is why people like it. Yeah, you think so? You think it's because it's fun, wacky? Because when you're a kid, you know. If you have to earn it, you enjoy it more. That makes sense. This is like the gamer's pasta because you got to. Right. Oh, yeah. Nightmare difficulty it's, pasta. Your fork technique game. twirling, whatever your, the twist thing. And stuff. It's the Dark Souls of pasta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the other end of the spectrum, Jim, what is your what is your preferred best, most optimal pasta shape? Uh, what do you call the um, alphabet soup letters? The alphabet. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Alphabet, <laughs> alphabet pasta. Okay. Because you can spell words with it. That's great. And if, if the soup doesn't like you, it can scream at you. Do non-Western <laughs> character set pastas <gasps> exist? Oh, that's oh, man. such... All right. Um, I don't want to... I want So... Logistically, I feel like I need to figure out how I can record the podcast and also type because right. sometimes these conversations are going to demand looking things up on the fly, but I also don't want right. to like put a bunch of banging noises in the podcast. So I feel like you should just get a really loud mechanical keyboard and lean into it. Yeah, that's why I haven't oh, yeah, typed just, anything. Just like train hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a lull. All right. Oh, okay. All right, all right, Jay. Hmm? The, tell us about donuts in Germany. Uh, the uh, donuts in so. <laughs> hi, I I I was born in Florida and grew up in Florida, and married a German woman and moved here. H- have you met Florida man? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty sure I've run into him a few times, but we've never spoken spoken. So okay, all right. Um, so. This is one of my things that every maybe six months I whine about on Twitter uh, after like a disappointing (laughs) trip somewhere. But um, (laughs) there are a lot of bakeries in Germany. Like it's huge. I mean, Jim, you probably remember this. Uh, We ate at a bakery together uh, in Germany. Um, And yeah, yeah, I went there for a maze that was which was fantastic. Yeah, it's really neat. How uh, is that event. maze not in the topic bucket? Oh, a maze. Maybe next time then. Yeah, we could talk about that next time. Um, yeah, it's a, it's like a art games event or I don't know, art games, neat. but creative game 
event thing. Anyway, um, and so bakeries I find are like they're fast food almost. There are bakeries that are just, I guess you could say cafeteria style where you take a tray and then put whatever you want on it and then go check out. And often there are sandwiches or whatever. And it, and it seems that's why like McDonald's and Burger King, I mean, they're around, but they're not dominant like in the United States for when people are going to work or whatever. Um, And even at the fancy bakeries, all of them have these things that look like donuts <laughs> and That's they're than not having donuts. What is this shape called? The donut shape? The Taurus. Oh yeah. Taurus. Yeah. They're, they're that shape and some of them have chocolate on the top, but, uh, but they're all the cakey kind of donut, like no! cake, cake donuts, like the, like the Entenmann's. Yeah. And Entenmann's or uh. whatever you say it. Yeah. They're all that. And that's, uh. that's what Germans think a donut is and i found they're not so popular here donuts and i think that's because because they don't fry them yeah they don't know what a donut is i mean of course they would need to get probably new equipment and or whatever to 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 actually make my dream come true and make like yeasty crispy like warm donuts or whatever and so they they have to have they have Dunkin' some Donuts. form of fried dough in Germany. Yeah, yeah. At Christmas markets, they it, depending on which village or which um, I guess they're mostly in small cities, but uh, they have varying forms of like yeasty things with powdered sugar on top, which are the closest thing I can get to get to donut here. Um. Right. And uh, but sometimes we'll be at a very fancy bakery and I will the donut will look I don't know if it's because of the context. I I don't know why my brain says like, oh, this is an expensive, fancy place. They must have yeasty donuts here. (laughs) But maybe I think, oh, they'll go the extra mile and do it right or something. Mm -hmm. But it's always it's a very good tasting cake. But well, sure. it always disappoints me. Sometimes it even glistens a little bit. Oh, and I'm like, no. oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I finally found <laughs> the place in Germany it's where they the salt water. Where, yeah, <laughs> where they have the, the glaze. last person who cried on them. <laughs> yeah, the last American. Uh, We're just bringing the same donut to every American and it accumulates uh, yeah. more and more tears. And then they take it back. It's a mirage. But um, donut mirage. But um, yeah, I'm always disappointed. And I guess similarly, milkshakes are always fake mm. here. Um, they 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 don't put the thickener or the malt whatever. So it's always just like some milk, melty milk and ice cream <laughs> blended together, and it's just kind of weird. But yeah, that's, that's my. Yeah. What's the point even then? Yeah, I don't know. You and they love them. Chocolate though. milk. They love them so. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I, I don't want to kink shame any Germans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean to, to be fair, it's probably a really good thing that everything I miss about the United States is stuff that'll kill me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, is there a um, a donut? Um, oh, I uh, my what is happening to my words right now? A franchise, uh, a chain, a donut chain in Florida that you really like. 
I mean, I guess it depends which one you go to, but of course I like Krispy Kremes. But oh, yeah. there, oh, sure. there's no chain, um, but there are these small donut places um, uh, often run by like uh, immigrant family. Um, and there's one near near my home. Not I mean, near my home in Florida is always like 40 minutes away. But that's what sure. I mean by near. Uh, we lived in in nowhere. But um, uh, and they had really good yeasty crispy donuts and i do miss those but i mean in the uk you can get some crispy cream so maybe someday i'll take a little if i get rich i'll like hop over there grab a box have you already made a trip to the uk i'm curious like what what kind of like when i was in germany i never actually went into another country but it was always like huh this is totally feasible to just go somewhere else yeah Mm -hmm. Um, in the time frame that I have, uh, I just didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, like, do you know how, how long it would take you? Like if you wanted to walk to London, <laughs> I bet you could do it. I mean, I think you could, but, uh, um, God, I can't, I can't imagine the maps overlapping. It feels so. You might have to swim the English channel. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is there a large bridge? You'd have to <laughs> hop on the, the underground tunnel train or the you channel. do yeah the channel ugh. bad word <laughs> not a fan of portmanteaus <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just channel, channel it's kind of in the same category as like churn or chum or yeah i don't know just not chunk. pleasant to my to my ear <laughs> um it's fair uh london though i found hard i don't know this doesn't answer your question but i found harder to navigate than most german cities um, it was just very oh, confusing, like the train and bus signage I found harder to comprehend than the all in German, German bus and train signs. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's probably, you know, different different cities have different uh, that are that are more smartly laid out or or just care more about signage. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's part of UK culture. Like they've got a little bit of that hardcore gamer thing you're talking about where it's like, <laughs> you know, we I have read, a really convoluted system. I read recently that in order to be a taxi driver in London, yeah. you have to memorize every street. Wow. Yeah. Spend like a year learning the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I just fucking plug it into Google Maps, Right. Man. Yes. Who's going to write? I'm sure that's what they, they, they memorize it and then that's what they do anyway. Who's going to write the like Harry Potter-esque young adult series about like the taxi driver school? Oh, that actually <laughs> sounds incredible. Oh yeah. That's, that's really good. Yeah. I think that would be fun. All right. Who wrote this? Just learned how to eat chicken wings at age 39. <laughs> that was me. All right. That was like an hour ago. Did you know you just separate the two bones and it's so much easier to get the meat off of them? I did not. <laughs> I just know learned. That. We all just learned how to eat chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. At, at age 39. At well, age I'm 39. 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so you, so, you, so you beat me by a year. <laughs> I think I beat you by four months. I can't remember how much older you are than me. Yeah, you know, I've never been a big fan of chicken wings, and it's largely because they're a pain in the ass to eat. They are hard to eat. Yeah, no, you separate the two bones, and then it's like, oh, I have this I have this bone that is surrounded by meat that is completely reachable and edible. 
and I can even dip it in my cucumber mint dipping sauce. Do you do you feel like a monster when you rip <laughs> the chicken apart? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I already feel like a monster for eating a chicken, like eating any kind of meat that is recognizable as once having been an animal. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's that's understandable. I'm gonna have to Giant try bomb. this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, ah. you report back. I will. <laughs> I, I, there was an episode of Giant Bomb where a reader wrote in to ask if you could. What was it? It was it was something like if you could never eat tacos again or never eat <gasps> chicken wings again, which would you pick? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Yeah, like and, and but but on this show, it was a major debate between all the participants, and I just like. I, I cannot. I was really hoping one of you would say tacos, oh, so, so that we I could, could have the we could we could figure out like <laughs> what what's the mentality there. Like, there's so many kinds of tacos. You could have a choco taco. Yeah, yeah, that's even stretching. I was just thinking of normal, boring old tacos. You can put yeah. what, you can put stuff what you want in there. You could put a you, you could put, put chicken, chicken wings. Meat. Yeah, <laughs> put chicken wings well, in the tacos. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally put anything <laughs> yeah. with bones in a taco. No, that's but a okay. Terrible plan. <laughs> so when you think of a taco, like what is your platonic ideal of a taco? Because I'm from the Midwest, and it's uh, the first taco that I think of is the Taco Bell tacos that they were selling in like 1986. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think that is a very like. That's a solid taco, like the hard shell with mm-hmm. ground, like with, with ground spiced beef, ground beef in it. Some lettuce and some shredded cheese. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a real solid kind of taco. I'm I'm a big fan of like here's a here's a corn tortilla and some meat and some guacamole. Oh, okay, like mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a real taco. simple one. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Um, a fish taco at Rubio's that I really like. I'm sure this is like a part of a larger cuisine, but I know it from the chain Rubio's uh-huh. and it's, um, what kind of chain is a Rubio's? It's, uh, it's, it's Baja Mexican, okay. like, uh, coastal Mexican. Uh, and the, the fish taco they serve is they have beer battered and fried, uh, fish chunks in kind of a white mayonnaise ish sauce okay. and cabbage. Oh yeah. And then it, and then you, you can squirt some lime in there if you're into that. And if you eat it with the taco over the next taco, all the sauce drips down to onto oh, that taco. And, and then you can do it again with the third smart. one. <laughs> I guess tacos and wings have something in common and maybe spaghetti in there. <laughs> eating challenge level or something. Uh uh, yeah, I, I think I think the same thing as 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 you guys is is the uh, Taco Bell tacos. But we, we went to a few Mexican restaurants and, you know, I don't know if they were mimicking Taco Bell because us dummies would only eat, you know, Taco Bell <laughs> right. Mexican. But uh, it was more or less the same, but with better ingredients. So I, I should seek this sort of thing out now that I know that this is like. Maybe Taco Bell, this is maybe this is part of a larger cuisine that I am unaware of. <laughs> maybe I mean maybe they just started it and and they have agents out there provocateurs, yeah, <laughs> rewriting history. AstroTurf Taco, yeah. I had I read recently that um, 
pad thai was in was was a it was popularized as part of a um a program that the the government of thailand created to bring thai food like thai culture to the world uh. were, were they found or invented a recipe that would appeal to western tastes and wow. said okay, okay if you're gonna make a thai restaurant in the west you this is this has to be on the menu wow it worked i guess it, it absolutely it, worked yeah it really did wow and now i'm just wondering if if taco bell the, that kind of taco is the same kind of thing where the Mexican government is, is like, <laughs> we need to standardize this. <laughs> Invent something that white people will love. And then you have the Taco Bell taco. Disappointingly, that's another thing that I can put on this list for Germany is Mexican oh, no. food. Taco Bell oh, would yeah. be accurate for Mexican, for, for, for German <laughs> Mexican food. Taco Bell would be like coming home, I think, to a Mexican because it's real <laughs> weird over here. Right. Yeah. I, I can only imagine like I, so I I've been, I complain a lot about the Bay area, but like it really is a, a food Mecca. Like it, oh, it's yeah. just an incredible selection of, of really, really good stuff. Um, and I remember when I, we visited, when my wife and I visited Berlin, we, we, we talked seriously about like, how would you feel about moving here? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, big downsides was the food mm-hmm. like not that it's bad food but just that like we would be losing so much right so is it largely german food that's available or so there was a lot of shawarma um, oh yeah a lot of falafel a lot of yeah a lot of, like mediterranean food um what, what what's what would you say the origin is of the curry worst oh gee i have no clue but they love it yeah they really do <laughs> It's just a sausage with some curry sauce on it. There's not even a yeah, bun but, or anything. Like the ones I, when I got it, it came with fries. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. It, it did not seem like a, a great um, a great dish <laughs> or like even a great combination of flavors. Yeah. Yeah, this is my, uh, I mean, it's my one complaint. I always whine about, uh, no, two complaints because this other topic here we'll get to some other day. But uh uh germany's really cool like i'm so down on it but yeah their their food is so boring most of the time i think <laughs> i think shawarma and duna as you might say uh is is one of my favorite things here that you don't get much back home like but um yeah it's pretty boring it's pretty bland you could say most of the time i i, I went into German food places like bakeries and whatnot and ordered things basically at random and it was all good. It was all fine, mm-hmm. but like it was definitely like I'm I'm gonna wanna have sushi at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I'm gonna wanna have a burrito. Right. Yeah, not very uh not a big mix. Uh you you can find sushi here and there, but uh yeah. You won't find your favorites probably. Uh, if it, right. I've only been to one sushi place and I don't eat fish. So I, sure. I only got the fried, like the, the tempura. D- d- no, I only got the fried, like desserts that didn't have fish in them. So well, I can still be a tempura. Oh, 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 okay. 
I, I think. Oh, I don't know anything about that, but I just looked at the menu and tried to eke out what wasn't fish and asked for that. In German, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, everyone speaks English here too, so they as soon as they hear an accent, they 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 jump over to English for you pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been you've been taking German classes. How's that going? Yeah, um, I have one. I have to leave in about 30 minutes for it. Uh, it is going pretty well. Um, I've been here three and a half years now. Um, and my excuse is that I work in my room and live just live on the Internet pretty much. So I don't talk to Germans. Sure. Yeah. My wife is like, German, I, but we don't speak. You, oh, you could, you could insist that she only speak to you in German. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah that probably not gonna happen yeah is that too much to ask yeah, you can't tell you can't tell strife? that she's not from the united states because she's just very good at english and i think we're both too lazy for this um <laughs> but the class is going I, well though i'm, I'm picking up okay. a lot and i should that's great probably practice after class a little bit because it's starting to get a little little uh Starting to get to things I don't know as much about some grammar stuff. So, mm. yeah. right. Yeah. So Riff and I have a running discussion about whether or not German is an intuitive language for English speakers to pick up. And his, his view. Uh, so I feel like I have a harder time with German than uh, like Latin languages. Mm. And his opinion is yes, but shoulder blade is Schulterblatt. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but also, shoulder blade is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think yeah. that's the problem that I, part of the problem that I'm having, and then that affects all of the articles. Like, it, it affects all of the rest of your sentence, whether a thing is a girl or, or a dude right. or a or a neutral. Right. So that's difficult, and also sometimes the the order. The order of words, like like when you're constructing a sentence, you have to like first put where or, or first put when and then where and then like remembering which order to put these things in is a little difficult for me. But um, yeah, I guess like my, my first thought is like, well, as long as you can make yourself understood. But no, you want to be able to like be good enough that people won't immediately just start speaking right. English to you. Yeah, that's that's something that I think will maybe never happen to me. Um, <laughs> it's just a thing. And I think people like to practice their English maybe too. Or oh, sure. Be like, yeah. I know well, English. you're providing a service. Yeah. Yeah. I'm helping. Uh, I had a I have a friend who um, moved back to Brazil from um, from California and had a, I think, she, I think her daughter was like nine, ten, something like that. And the daughter um, was just not. What, what do they speak in Brazil? Is it Portuguese? Portuguese yeah. yeah. The daughter was just not picking up the language. She was not immersing herself in, uh, in the culture because it was easier to just stay at home and watch YouTube. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um, which is a new problem. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, and you were saying the same thing. Like, you're on the internet all the time. You can really be like physically in a location without really being present there. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Mostly when I'm the only time I feel pressure is when I'm at family gatherings. Like Easter is a big family time and Christmas. So it's at those times when I'm though I will say any little thing I say impresses everyone. So <laughs> it's like, I think I've set the bar very low Hope, for myself. Hopefully not for long. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not for long. But yeah, Easter this this is another topic, but Easter is okay. like is like their Thanksgiving, I would say. It's like family. Really? Yeah, family all gets together for a big, big, big lunch or dinner. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no Thanksgiving at all, really. I mean, but um, so yeah, that's, Easter that's, is that's an the American holiday. Yeah, which is, makes is it nice today? for traveling over because I can just leave in November and they're, we're missing nothing in Germany. So, right. Okay. Yeah. It's also do they nice do they, spaced out from christmas oh yeah right yeah yeah do they do the easter egg hunt thing oh yeah definitely yeah or at least in my wife's family they (laughs) we have in this family now it's at a point where the generations are such that there is like one kid (laughs) but they they still go child all hundred of us adults have hidden eggs for you yeah it's like a bunch of A bunch of 30 year olds and then a bunch of like 60 year olds. And then me and my wife, well, we're 30 year olds, essentially. Okay, And then one kid or no, two kids now. Uh, There's a little brother. So two kids now. But the little brother is too little to actually competently Mm. search for eggs. So, so yeah. what you're saying is you and your wife have to sit at the kids table. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels like we're, we're the young, the young folk. So. Right. All right. I'm going to talk about. Um, so this happened a, this happened like a couple of months ago, but it's still kind of fresh in my mind. I dropped my phone in the toilet. Oh, no. Um, this was a it was a freshwater toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that? Are there saltwater toilets? Yep. Well, after you pee in them. Oh, nice. Um, and then I spent like a couple of hours like research. Well, first of all, I turned the phone off. Although like you can't like take out the battery nowadays because it's all sealed, uh, which is irritating. But I turned it off um, and then I did some research on like how do you effectively dry out a phone Mm -hmm. because I'd seen people do the rice thing and I always Uh thought it was like, this doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem plausible to me. Uh, And there is a service, I swear we're not sponsored by this, (laughs) uh, called Tech Dry, which which you you take your phone to an, I think it's an office depot. You can tell we're not sponsored because I don't actually remember the company name. Um, And they have this machine there that they put your phone in for half an hour um, and it uses magical beams or whatever to, uh, <laughs> to, to get the water out. Is this proprietary technology? Do you really have like no idea what's going I on be- inside the magic dryness machine? So I, I just didn't, I didn't look into it. <laughs> um, I bet it's patented, which means you can definitely find out how it works. Um, but I did not. So I, I took this to the counter and they they um they ask you a bunch of um now this is this is boring. Let's not let's skip this part. Anyway, they uh <laughs> they they put the phone in the machine and I came uh-huh. back an hour later and it booted up, which means either it 
they fixed it or it was always going to be okay. Okay. Uh, and I paid like 60 bucks for it. And it, was, it seems like it's a, it's, it seems like it's a, a real service to me. Like it seems like it's a real thing. <laughs> so like probably I'm talking something, about it now. Something real happened. So if this was an ASMR video, we, we would really be like leaning into the part where they were asking you all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started I started talking about those thinking like this will be an interesting part of this podcast <laughs> and then I realized you know what it's really not. <laughs> like I was going to say something about how like they were asking me questions that were irrelevant to um fixing this sort of problem. Mm-hmm. And like that's just not actually I remember like being uh, mildly irked by this. It's really not actually that interesting to tell as part of the story. <laughs> My first thought was that they were uh, asking asking questions like um, to determine whether your phone had to be taken away from you for mistreatment, a la Child Protective <laughs> Services. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. If they took my child away because I dropped him in the toilet, <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a real bummer for everybody. To the topic bucket. <laughs> the topic bucket. <laughs> Uh, how many peppers is too many to put in chili? Uh, so, um, was d- definitively, and I haven't, I haven't tried stepping down to see exactly the point at which it becomes too many peppers, but definitely if you get one of those small cans of green chilies uh-huh. and one of those small cans of chipotle peppers in adobo sauce uh-huh. and, uh, and some just random chili powder on the top maybe, I don't know, a tablespoon of that, and put that in with a pound of ground beef, two cans of beans, and two big cans of tomato sauce. That is way too many peppers, and you're going to have a bad time. All right. We have a data point now, guys. Yeah. Can you, can you like, do some research and get back, get back to us for a Scoville value of, of what that resulted in? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, All right. can I test Scoville values without having to make the chili again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you was, test a Scoville value. Because that was like, like three full days of us eating the chili and going, ow, 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 oh God, this chili is so delicious. Oh, it hurts well, so much. Ow. You just, you just have to make 10 times as much chili <laughs> and not spice that one and mix them together. That's true. Yeah, I get, okay, so I could make the same amount of chili, test the Scoville units, and then add the rest of the ground beef and the other non-pepper ingredients. Right. And then it would be perfect. Report back. Okay. I have been... Um, uh, Jay, did we lose you? I think we lost oh, no, Jay. Oh, we lost Jay. Right. Maybe he had to go... Maybe he had to go take his German class. <laughs> Hey, okay. Had- okay, I'm back. Hey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you talking that whole time? I talked oh, do you didn't hear me? No. Okay, it I, messed I, up I, again. Yeah, my router takes like a hundred years to start back up again. So mm. um, Oh, you're gonna be late for a German class. It's okay, it doesn't <laughs> matter. There the lady so we have two teachers. The second one's real a hippie and the first one is more strict. So okay. This one is just like, yeah, whatever, do your homework, whatever. And then so you mm-hmm. can come in late. So I'll just come in a little late. Uh, right. I'm really sorry about man. that. but That's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fine. We, we had a conversation about chilies. Oh, about yeah. chilies. <laughs> uh, I was about to. Um, 
I've I've been long annoyed that the there isn't a standard heat scale for spicy food. Mm. Uh because different people's scales just different different restaurants use different scales. I remember mm-hmm. once I went into a one of the boba places and I ordered a it was the equivalent of chicken nuggets. It's mm-hmm. like the it's like a, a Japanese delicacy, but it's actually just chicken nuggets. Um, <laughs> and they asked me, how hot do you want it? And I asked, well, what's the scale like? And he said, oh, do you know hot Cheetos? And I was like, do I know hot Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> like he just knew looking at me like this is a guy who's going to know what a hot, che- how yeah. hot a hot Cheeto is. <laughs> And he was like, "That was hot Cheetos are about four on our scale." So I was like, "Okay, that's this is a good data point. I can use this." But then you have like, I remember going to a hole in the wall Thai place, um, and Thai like a, if it's not a, a clearly Western Westernized Thai place, the spice levels can be extremely dangerous mm-hmm. there at that kind of restaurant. I remember looking at this infographic they had on the wall. Uh, where like they were like, here's our heat scale from one to ten, and they have little pictures, <laughs> like illustrations of like people breathing fire, <laughs> and like, like, and like there was one person like berating someone, like I told you not to order the four. <laughs> <laughs> I think what would be most useful for me as a white person from the Midwest is photos of white people from the Midwest immediately after eating whatever spice level it is. <laughs> I think that would be extremely helpful for anybody. <laughs> I mean, even just for like comedic effect, like I don't need to be eating spicy food for that to be good. Uh, I ended up um, like, I ended up asking the waiter for clarification. Uh, and he said, most people just get the regular. So I said, okay, give me the regular. Um, I found out later regular is not even on the scale. Like it was a zero. Oh, wow. And it was, as, about as spicy as like as as Western Thai food is. So was so it like, ideal for you or no? Oh yeah, I, I like okay. I I like that. Uh, my palate is accustomed to like a very moderate level of spice. Right. Like I would never ask for something Thai spicy. So one 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 or two level. Well, you you don't know then. I was gonna say one or two levels up would be too much, but there's no way to know. I guess. I, I actually um, did have like one of my uh, co-diners had a two. Uh-huh. So I, I had a chance to try that and it was a lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have been able to finish that meal. I've done this at a chain in Florida. I don't remember what it's called, but um, but it's a Mexican Tex-Mex, I guess, chain. And I got the mild. Uh, yeah. And then. They had like in Doom or whatever, how when you pick the baby oh, yeah, difficulty. Yeah, they had yeah. one below mild, um, but I don't remember. It was like baby. They just put sour cream in it. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what it was called. It's just a glass of milk. Right. Right. But um, mild was I should have got baby because that was it. It destroyed me. I was like, I think this was like the first game jam I ever went to as well. But I went walking with the rest of the game jam people, my little team. Uh, and yeah. we went to this place and I, they were all having a discussion. And I was having like a a scene in a movie where like the the camera starts rotating and like there's <laughs> like there's a there's a ghost image 
and 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 I couldn't pay attention to anything anyone was saying and, you know, tears. And I thought I might be having an actual medical episode like, wow, that's what the meat, the mild was there, I guess. So, yeah, I agree. There needs to be a scale. I'm a I'm really bad with um, handling any kind of spicy stuff. Thankfully, in Germany, so is everyone else. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about that normally. <laughs> Would you say that the, the 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 usual spices that you put in a sausage are spicy? Like pepper is spicy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's there's different meanings almost. I don't know, because sometimes I think spicy as in like it has some interesting flavor. Well, sure, sure. There's that there's that issue, too. But I mean, actually mean like a heat level Hmm. spice, maybe like Like, very mild. I I would say that I don't know. I would say black pepper has a heat level to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, some kind of heat. Yeah. Yeah. How's the curry? We should. Oh, yeah. Not in my experience, not usually spicy. I I found the curry like it was about as spicy as ketchup is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. We should probably call it. uh, Let let Jay get off to uh, to school. All right. Um, right. And I'm not sure who's going to be on next week. It might not be either of you two. We'll we'll work it out. Okay. uh, But this was this was fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this was fun. Cool. And yeah, I, I, I'm hoping like I'm hoping I can get um, people who like who can fit this into their lives and on a regular basis. Yeah, that's yeah. so are you going to have a rotate possibly a rotating cast or something like that? Uh, rotating at first, at least cool. like, well, I mean, maybe rotating indefinitely, but rotating at first to um, until like things settle down. And if they don't settle down, rotating indefinitely. Ah, oh, sounds good. So you're not going to like have people vote each other off <laughs> hey wow. we can vote the other cast <laughs> off and they can vote us nah, yeah okay. everybody can vote me off <laughs> right and then, and then the, the the podcast just explodes the podcast is just like one person at the end one winner <laughs> right i would never vote off the person who's doing the editing oh right <laughs> right yeah that's smart uh habensy fun Danke schön. I don't know any German. <laughs> Bitte. Dear auch. Or whatever. <laughs> that Ausfahrt. means you too. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Ciao. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. If you'd like to add content to the Topic Bucket, you can email it at topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can find the games that I've made at twinbeard.com. You can find me on the Fediverse at magwai underscore poet at mastodon.social. Also, I'm on Twitter. We currently don't have a way for you to give us money, but one day we might, so keep an eye on topiclords.com in case that changes. See you next episode.